Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Bloker Joker podcast powered by Pub Sports Radio. I'm Cody Gelhausen. Find me on Twitter at Squids Picks. And with me is co host Matt Lawrence at Matt J underscore Lawrence. Matt, it's another uh, week of midweek football, 10 matches, and we're going to recap them all. Uh, how you been doing, my friend? Been doing great. Missed the last pod. Uh, one of my pledge brothers from college got married. And so, you know, I was just on the sports book review show, the Premier League punters. But it's great to be back in action with you here, Cody, breaking down all 10 matches like every single week. No, no, you. I, I wanted to say that, too, that the SBR show you do at Premier League punters, if people aren't listening to that, you got to tune in. It's just another angle on um, some more great handicappers that give out picks just to, you know, fill your brain with a little more information to help you make your selections. And Matt, uh, we're recording this podcast on a day where the last weekend's fixtures just wrapped up. How about Manchester United finally coming up against what could be called a worthy opponent and couldn't quite get all three points with that late equalizer? Exactly, Cody. Yeah, I had both teams to score in that one. It was one of the easiest bets of the season. It was a really nice winner, and I thought that Southampton were a very worthy underdog. I didn't really understand the price on United up in that minus 300 range. I mean, let's just take a look at it. Since the restart, United haven't played anybody, really. They played Tottenham. They drew with Tottenham on the first game back. They, had a, they played Sheffield that were out of form, Norwich in the FA Cup, Brighton and Hove, Bournemouth, Villa, and then they come up against uh, Ralph Husson, who will inform Southampton, and they snatched and grabbed a point from it, and it was really impressive. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've really had quite a cakewalk since the return, and they're, you know, they're starting to venture out into some – some thicker matches. And yeah, I played the same uh, as you did. I was on both teams to score in the over as well. That was as easy as it gets. Halftime, signed, sealed, delivered, and that'll that'll put some money straight in your pocket. So what do you say, Matt? We go ahead and dive on in to this uh, midweek fixtures here. Uh, Chelsea are going to host Norwich. Norwich, they were finally relegated mathematically. They are going down to the championship next season. And um, really, it's an issue, in my opinion. They didn't buy any players when they got promoted, and uh, that really, really sealed their fate. And Chelsea are obviously the heavy favorites at minus 770. Norwich at plus 1,900. Where are you going to go on this one, Matt? Absolutely nowhere. I don't see any value on this match. I can't trust Chelsea at a minus 2.5 Asian handicap here either. I actually would probably lean Norwich on the handicap just because Chelsea have been very uninspiring the last few weeks. I mean, just up and down and up and down. And there's just, there's no value here for me. Um, you know, a lean that, you know, I think is a, is a worthy look is maybe Chelsea to win both halves. You can find that at around even odds. Mm -hmm. I, I do like that one. I think that they should win the first half and they should win the second half, but you know, it's just there's just it's a match with not a lot of value. No, you're right. There's not much value. The only piece of value that I could really find, which you can get this at a pretty good plus price of 133, uh, both teams to score 
The only reason I obviously wouldn't play it is Norwich have had no luck scoring the ball lately. Timo Puki is just so out of form. It's ridiculous. So they struggle, but Chelsea is so bad at the back. They can't quite find a good pairing back there. I think they're going to need to bring somebody in over the summer. I've been, I've been seeing uh, links to a few players. So that, that's the only place that I'd really go. Both teams will score at plus 133 if I had a gun to my head. I don't think that's a terrible lean. I, I, I could see Norwich fine in the back of the net here for some reason. So Yeah. Let's, I mean, if you get a plus know. price to score a goal, you can't really. You got, you got it's a, not it's not a bad place to start. So. Yeah, it's not. It's really not. But I think we can quickly move it on over then to Wednesday's mm-hmm. matches. It's just one and done on Tuesday with that one, and we can yep. go on to Burnley going and taking on Wolves here. Wolves are the favorites at around minus one ten right now. You can get Burnley plus a half goal at around even odds here. Cody, I'll let you break this one down. Yeah, man, this one I'm actually going to play this match. Um, I've been I've been riding Burnley's coattails uh, since they've been winning all these matches. You know, dragging points out of them as well. Um, it's been a while since they've been beaten, and I'm gonna like I said, I'm gonna keep riding that. I like Burnley at plus a half. I can get that at plus a hundred at right at even odds. I mean, looking at this Burnley side. The only loss they had since the restart was City when they uh, went to the Etihad and lost 5-0, but that's pretty much a losing battle. Teams like Burnley kind of go in with a mindset where they just hold off too much against those kind of teams, and and they paid the price. But since then, you know, Watford, they got a win. They beat Crystal Palace. They drew Sheffield, beat West Ham, and drew your Liverpool. So why would I look away from this? This match, it's, it's going to be low scoring. It'll most likely be a draw. I can see Burnley, though. This is what they've been doing. They get these late goals that, that secure these points or maybe even take this win here. Um, so that's where I'm going. Sean Dyche, God, what a good job he's done. I mean, he is Burnley. When you think of Burnley, you think of Sean Dyche. He brought them all the way up. And there's rumors that he could possibly be moving to a bigger club. I think that would be a mistake, personally, because Burnley suits him very well, the players he has. The the fans love him. The stadium, he gets him up at Turf Moor each week. So that's where I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to keep riding Burnley until I see them fall off the rails. I don't think that's a bad idea, Cody. I mean, if you've been riding Burnley on any kind of handicaps or or they've been, you know, cashing some big tickets here recently. So I like that angle. You know, I love this Wolves side. It's a must three points here for them. They need to grab all of these here if they mm-hmm. want to stay in this Champions League discussion. They're right there. They've had all the, you know, last week couldn't have gone any better for Wolves. They grabbed three points. Um, You know, United drop points, Leicester drop points, Chelsea drop points. So they're still in it. They're in the thick of it. They need to get it done here. I think that they should beat Burnley. Um, Again, I didn't ever say the posted total here is of two goals. And pretty much minus 110 on both sides. But yeah, I see a low-scoring game here. Um, I got burned on that last Wolves halftime draw ticket last week, and yes. uh, you know I can't really falter anyone to go back to that here. I'm seeing minus 103 currently on first-half draw, and I mean they've just still been cashing at a pretty rapid pace, I think, yeah. all season for Wolves, so I don't see any reason to – to change here, I'm going to go Wolves first half draw, and it's at minus 103. Oh, man, I, I love that pick. And you kind of touched on as well with, I think, Wolves, you may see them 
in a bit of a letdown because the Manchester City ruling that just happened this morning, um, obviously they're they're not uh, disqualified from Champions League. They got their place back, um, and their fine was what ten million, which is nothing. I mean, it's really got off with a slap on the wrist. So maybe Wolves, who really were hoping for that spot to be available, with that being closed down, they're pretty far off the mark to make Champions League now. I could see them maybe just maybe having a bit of a drop off here, but you're right. They need to win this match. I know, but just think about this too here, Cody. So they've got Burnley. If they can grab all three points here and then they grab three points against a struggling crystal palace side five days after the final match of this is wolves versus Chelsea and Leicester versus United. It doesn't get any better than that. I mean, for wolves really to have a shot at this, if somehow Leicester and United draw that match and Wolves can find a way to beat Chelsea on the final day and sneak in there, that would be some story, Cody. That would yeah, really, that's, really that's, be some story. That's what I'm hoping for, really, for, for the, at least the rest of my season, is I want to see it tighten up for that last Champions League spot in, in uh, those spots in Europe. Oh, but yeah. You're absolutely it, there's going to be some serious, serious implications on the final day and i cannot oh. wait for that i think that uh just moving ahead though i do think united will probably smash lester on the last day so oh, i agree i agree lester is still kind of reeling from their injuries but uh and then speaking of the manchester city band being uh lifted they're gonna host the cherries at the etihad uh bournemouth they're they're picking they're picking up some points here matt and uh still obviously heavy dogs at plus 1600 going into manchester and City, you can grab them at minus 670. Posted total in this one is at – it's at three goals. Um, the line I do not have in front of me. I'm sorry, Matt. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's at three, three and a half. It's 3.5. It's at three and a half. Yep. Oh, yeah. They shaded to the over at minus 134. Correction in the unders at plus 108. Matt, I'm going to be honest. I don't have much in this one. If I was going anywhere, again, I'd go back to both teams to score at minus 117. Cherries have been scoring the football. They've been found. They found a little bit of form, a little bit of luck there with the uh, the red card in their last match. But hey, if they're scoring, I'm I'm that's where I'd go. That's where I'd go because you're gonna see them get beat down. I mean, City are gonna move right through them like a knife through butter. Um, so that's where I'd go. A lean again. It's it's a lean. I can't back a team that's most likely being relegated to score a goal against arguably one of the best teams in Europe. So that's where I'd go. All hail Dominic Solanke for finally getting on the <laughs> score sheet. My goodness. I could not believe it. He, back, he oh, backs yeah, a brace in his first two ever Premier League goals. And that's uh, good for him. Good good for him to get off the schneid a little bit. But, um, yeah, I just don't see it with this born the side. I still – we had a podcast, you know, right there on the restart date. And uh, I said that the – bottom three would remain the same and I'm going to stick with that. I think that Bournemouth are done and um, it'll be interesting to see how they get up for this one though. They have had some, they've collected four points in their last two matches, I believe. Mm -hmm. And if I'm looking anywhere here, it's the over, over 3.5 to me looks pretty good here. I think that you're right. I think that Bournemouth can score. I think city could get to four goals on the, by themselves really. Bournemouth's defense is still really, really, really bad. Um, but it's just a lean for right now. It is just a lean, but I do lean over in this game. 
Yeah, and, and if Bournemouth want any hope of getting out of relegation, they they need a point here. Like they desperately need it. Um, they're three points behind Watford. Why tab to go down? I thought Watford were going to go down, and Bournemouth are going to escape. So if they're going to um, reap any benefits here, they they really really need a point at least against Manchester City. Don't hold your breath, folks, because that most likely will not be happening. Uh, Matt, where do you want to go next? Let's go to let's go to Tottenham Newcastle. Fair play before our big match, Cody. So uh, we've got Tottenham at minus one thirty-two on the road. Newcastle plus three sixty. The draw plus two eighty. Posted total here of two and a half goals, slightly shaded to the under here. Cody, I'll take this one first. Uh, I think that this is yeah. a lineup checker. I do. I think that I could find a way to play Tottenham in this match, depending on what they throw out there. And also, Newcastle have been rotating a bit. Um, you're not yeah. really sure exactly what you're going to get a couple days before this match in terms of their lineup. And, you know, I just don't have a great feel for this one right now. So it's it's quick. It's a quick and easy pass for me at this moment. No, that's fair. And, and for me in this one, man, Newcastle was a team that, I was really high on uh, – they played West Ham a couple weeks ago. They drew. I didn't expect that to happen. They got battered by Man City. And just a disappointing result again against Watford, losing that one 2-1. In this one, I'm leaning on the under two-and-a-half goals at minus 105 just because Tottenham, yeah, they scored two goals against Arsenal. I get it. But one of them was a gift to Heung-Min Son um, late in. Beautiful. Beautiful little through ball there by uh, Sead Kalasinak. Um, so I didn't really see a lot out of Tottenham. Lucas was brilliant against Arsenal. He looked like the best player on the pitch to me. Um, and if he's going to start, he's one of these players that hasn't been affected by these run of matches. He comes out every match with with just pure energy, 110% for all 90 minutes. He Defensively, he was even going back. And then going forward, he he had it all. But that they just still don't have much creation in the midfield to get the ball to Harry Kane. Harry Kane still sits deep around the half line when they do maintain possession of the ball. And, and then they start to go forward. I want to see Harry Kane make more runs into the box. He did it once against Arsenal where he ripped, he split the back line, couldn't quite finish it, but I need to see more of that. And I don't think you're going to, and especially a team like Newcastle, they do sit in, they are very well uh, shaped. And I think they're going to maintain that shape against Tottenham. I do see it as an under, but it worries me because Newcastle have been scoring. Barred the City match. They have scored in every single game since this restart outside of the FA Cup. So it's tough for me to hit the under, so I'm just going to lean on it. But um, And if I had to pick a side, I'd probably, I'd probably pick take Newcastle in a, in a double chance or in a pick them. But I, that's not the best way to go in this one value-wise. Yeah, I think that you and I are completely on different ends of the spectrum here with this match. It's yeah. a tough one to call. Um, I, I think I would lean over just by how Tottenham's defense isn't that great. Newcastle have actually started shipping more goals over the last couple mm-hmm. than um, you mm-hmm. know what they generally do. So, and I like Tottenham's front three. I actually prefer their midfield a little bit too. Um, I actually ended up cashing a big ticket on Tottenham at the weekend. I just I live bet it, and uh, I live bet them in the second half plus two twenty against Arsenal. It's still just a club, and I think they're going in different directions. But 
it's still a club, you know, that's just a year, a year ago, they were in the champions league final. And I just think that, you know, just top to bottom, they're just a little bit more veteran savvy than Arsenal. So they, they picked up that one, but I think that that, rivalry is just going to intensify more and more over the coming years yeah. when Arsenal starts picking it up. Matt, we will go ahead and move it on to our showdown. My boys Arsenal are going to host your men, Liverpool, the champions at the Emirates. And Matt, Liverpool come in as a favorites, obviously, but at a price of minus 114, which I'm sure we're going to get into that a bit. Arsenal at plus 285. I have a posted total at two and a half goals, minus 165 for the over and the unders at plus 130. Uh, I'll start this one off. Um, I really don't have an angle I like here. Arsenal is a team that I'm pretty much staying away from for the rest of the season. Uh, They're too unpredictable. Defensively, they're a shit show, to be completely frank. And offensively, you really don't know if you're going to get that, you know, brilliance in the midfield, that creation that sometimes they find, or if you're going to get this flat team who who really doesn't get many options or looks at goal. Um, even looking at this match against Tottenham, I mean, it took a moment of brilliance from Lacazette to, to bury one. Outside of that, they didn't really have a great chance. Aubameyang probably should have scored once or twice, but he didn't have his boots on apparently in that match. And then, I mean, if you have, if you have Liverpool coming in and they can even rotate out some of their big names and they're still going to put goal after goal past Arsenal. So it's kind of, I'm skeptical about the minus 114, Matt. I mean, it, everything in your mind says hit that. And if you're doing it, I, I, I wouldn't blame me at all. I mean, it's it's a smart play. But it's just something fishy about it. Um, what Arsenal are we going to see? What's Liverpool going to do out there? It, also, the over wouldn't be a bad shout. This is a match where typically it's fireworks. Uh, Arsenal tend to score. Liverpool tend to score a lot more. So that's kind of where I look. The over and Liverpool um, – Squid special, Liverpool to win, and both teams to score isn't a bad look. But, Matt, I'm staying away. I, I can't get involved with my boys anymore in any sort of gambling fashion right now. I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. It's tough to back Arsenal right now, and it's it's a team that is just very unpredictable, like you're mentioning. Um, and for me here, I just think that when you're getting a team like Liverpool at this kind of price, I think it's I think it's a bet that you've got to nibble on a bit. You've got to take it here. Uh, th- these are the champions. And yeah, for me, I just have seen this match so many times over and Liverpool normally do get the best of them. Um, mm. I, I can see I can see both teams scoring and over. I like your angle, the squid special, both teams to score and Liverpool to win at a nice plus price. I'm just going to not complicate it here. I'm just going to take Liverpool to win this match as of right now. Maybe if I see some nice Arsenal lineups and whatnot, you know, at, at least attacking wise, I could dip my toes in again here. This could be a two bet type of match here for me, but I just Definitely. see I see Liverpool at minus one ten basically, and and I just I have to play it against this side. When you look at the yeah. back three, if I see Kalasnak and Louise and Mustafi, and you know, it's it's just. It's not going to be good for Arsenal, I don't think. No, in Arsenal are a team that, yeah, in Arsenal are a team that haven't been able to beat a top six team in ages either. I mean, they don't, they usually don't even compete when they play against these sides. Um, and you're right, we've seen this, we've seen this movie a thousand times. It, it, it just never goes well for Arsenal. I, I feel like this fixture, Liverpool has probably averaged three 
plus goals over the past three, four years. So I think they're going to pour it in. I'm going to check the lineups because you're right. If I see a strong Arsenal lineup where, you know, I'm getting Saka, I'm getting Pepe, somehow they, they shoehorn, shoehorn both of them in the same side, and I get a strong Liverpool, I'm going to bet the squid special, both teams to score in Liverpool to win, and you can get that at a plus 230 price. So keep an eye out because that's where I would go. That's value central in my opinion. Yeah. And I and I also think that if you're liking Liverpool, I don't think there's any reason to wait. I would take them now. I could see this closing around mm-hmm. minus 130 or minus 140. I would just get mm-hmm. on it now, put it in your queue, and leave it. Um, there is one thing that I wanted to check because in this matchup, we know a player that really tends to step up in this one, and he hasn't had many goals recently. It's the Brazilian. It's Bobby. I don't you know. You know he Dude. has wrecked Arsenal for years, and right now I'm looking at it. Bobby Firmino, anytime goal scorer, plus 300. Oh, man. That's too big of a price. That's way too big of a price. If he's going to get off his mark and get a goal, it's going to be in this match. I agree. I, when he, what was it, last season? He took the ball in the middle of the pitch and literally dribbled straight through our team and scored. Yeah. Literally, like, and that's what he did. Players like Bobby Firmino are – the last thing that we want to see, that Arsenal wants to see. They they don't know how to defend it. They're too worried about him dropping off into space or even, you know, getting forward through the lines. And if there's one thing you know about the Arsenal center halves, Mustafi and Louise, the six inches between their head is not their strongest asset. And Bobby Firmino is a very intelligent player. He's multifaceted. He can beat you six ways a Sunday. You're absolutely right. I love that shout, Matt. Love that. First goal score, plus 850. I mean, why not throw a quarter unit on that? You know, that's uh, tough to pass. That's up. something that I'm going to wait on. I had a, a voided bet last week. I had Phil Foden to score any time, but I I didn't hit it really because he didn't start. Mm. I was waiting, and I said on the show, if he starts, I'm going to play it. Yeah. And you know that one that one didn't end up getting played at all, and I didn't play anything in that match, which kind of sucked because City just rolled over Brighton. Yeah. Um, but. For me here, it's Liverpool. I really do like this Bobby Firmino angle, though, just because he has not scored in forever. And just as long as he starts in the center right there, again, Liverpool, three matches left. They've got Chelsea, Arsenal, and then somebody that's not near as good. It's like Newcastle or something. If they win all three of them, then they would be – uh, the record holders for most points in a season. So I, I still think that they're going to get up for these. Yeah, it's, it's Arsenal, Chelsea, Newcastle. So I think it's doable. I think it's really doable. And that really scares me for, for Chelsea too. Chelsea have a really tough run in here, actually. Yes, they do. Um, yes, they but do. Uh, yeah, they're going to get obviously their cake three points this weekend against Norwich. But yeah, I think that we've covered that one pretty good. I mean, it's going to be a, it's, Arteta versus Klopp for the first time. So it'll be really, yep. really interesting to see the tactical battle and what Arteta wants to do and how he wants to set up against such a high line. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a long day for the Gunners. And uh, we'll move it on to Goodison. Everton are going to host Aston Villa. And this Everton side, they have also another team that has really faded pretty hard as of late. They're still the favorites here, hosting Villa at plus 102. You can grab Aston Villa at plus 270. 
And the posted total is at two and a half goals, shaded to that over at minus 118. The under is at minus 106. Matt, I'll make it pretty quick here because this is not really a match I'm interested in because Everton, you know, they could easily come out against a, a side that's pretty much staring relegation right in, right in their eyes right now um, with Aston Villa. So maybe they can kind of pick up their form and get a goal or two because they have had nothing in the goal scoring department as of late. But I like Villa here, man. If, if I'm going anywhere – it's Aston Villa plus a half again at minus 120. I'll stick to it. They have not been playing bad football since the restart. They just haven't. They've, they've just come across a few bumps in the road as, as they've moved along, and they haven't got the results they've wanted. Um, but I think they can get one here. I think they can get a point. They need all they can get if they're going to have any hope of escaping relegation, which they're not, probably not going to, let's be real. But uh, that's where I'd go, Matt. What about you? Both teams to score for me looks pretty good in this one. Just kind of going back to the old Villa trends and how many matches this season have seen both teams to score here. It's at minus 140, and it's it's a little high. It's, it's not the greatest price in the world. But, yeah, yeah Villa are going to give everything here. Everton have been shit recently. There's just mm-hmm. no other way to put it. This is this is Villa's last you know last hurrah here. They've got to they've got to go for three points. I think that they can grab a point. I'm with you on the side of Villa. I agree. Um, I just would rather be I think in the both teams to score market on this one instead. So I, I, I do like think it. it's I think this is a one one match though. Yeah, I like that because Everton have been a little bit a little bit weary at the back. Um, and you know, Villa can score. And they do have the talent to score. They're, that's the thing, too, man. They spent so much money, and they have talent on their side. They just can't put it together. They couldn't put together a good, nice little run of form at all this season. Uh, so I like, where you're, I like what you're cooking over there with that one. Yeah, let's move it on over. What do we have next here, Cody? Um, let me take a look. Looks like Leicester-Sheffield. This is one that I have some serious interest in. Leicester plus 100 must win match for them taking on a Sheffield United side that pulled off a fantastic upset against Chelsea. They were brilliant throughout the 90 minutes. They deserved all three points clearly. And now we're getting a Mm -hmm. Leicester side here that I am willing to fade. I'm willing to fade them. I'm going to be taking Sheffield draw double chance. This is probably my favorite play of the week. They are just too organized here for Leicester. I mean, I think the only way that Leicester gets this one is if they can find like a late goal to win it like 1-0. I I just, I don't see it here. And, you know, I'm getting a pretty good price. I'm really shocked at this price. I think that this, I think that Leicester should be like around plus 130 or plus 140 Mm -hmm. the way they've been playing. And, you know, if you're going to give me Sheffield or, or the draw here, I'm finding that at minus 115 right now. It, it looks pretty good. It's it's probably my favorite play. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm playing it as well. I'm on the same boat as you. Uh, draw double chance, or we can just call it Sheffield uh, plus a half at minus 115. I mean, Matt, this is right. It's a bit disrespectful to Sheffield. I mean, this is a side that not only are they sitting there on the cusp of Europe, but they've been playing the big teams better than anybody else the entire season long. And Leicester, they, you're right, they've, been, they've been crap since the restart. I mean, they they switched to against Arsenal. They switched to that, you know, like three at the back with the, with the wing backs there. Mm-hmm. And they found some success. But, I mean, come on, man, it was Arsenal. 
and they paid dearly over the over the weekend playing that same formation. I mean, they got skunked by Bournemouth. I mean, come on. Let's not forget. Let's not forget too. Sionku is going to miss this. Ah, yeah, he's out, and they're still battling injuries as well. I mean, this is a match with Sheffield. I think they're going to control the match. They're going to control the tempo, and I think they can get a goal or two out of this one. I think and, they can win this match. I would not talk anyone yeah, off of Sheffield money line. No, this is I, I'm not really understanding what what the books are are doing at pricing this match like this, but this is where we've made our money all year long is finding lines like this and, and attacking them. And we didn't discuss this match pre-show. This is something we both saw, and this is my favorite play as well. We're jumping all over it. Consensus play. I absolutely love Sheffield here. It's it's a great spot for them. The Blades should Chris Wilder and the Blades should absolutely dig in and get a point or, or three at best. Exactly. Exactly. I think that this is a really good angle to back them here. And I think that Leicester are just going to limp to the finish line here. They're going to have a huge match on the last day and they're probably going to be forced to grab all three points against United. And I don't see that happening. So, so let's move it on over again here. Let's go to, we've got Manchester United taking on palace here. Um, another nice spot for United really to kind of bounce back yeah. after conceding in the 96th minute today. I, I just, I don't, I can't back palace the way they're playing right now. They don't look very good. Can they get up for this one though? Like they normally do against the bigger sides and cause problems like they did against Chelsea a couple matches ago, possibly. Uh, but you know, this one, I think that United are just priced a little bit too high here. I'm going to be looking straight at United in this one, but I'm not taking them at, you know, on the Asian handicap at one and a half goals. I'm not doing that. You can get it at a plus price. I mean, good for you, but it's still Palace. It's still Roy Hodgson's side. I mean, and you're right. Against these big teams, he tends to, you know, get a result or at least keep the match tight throughout the 90 even against the biggest teams like Liverpool and Manchester City. I don't know what it is, what's in the blood of old boy Roy. It's that fine wine maybe he's been sipping on. But I, I can't sit here and take United. They've been rolling. They did draw today. And I want to talk about Martial real quick. What a revelation he has been playing over the past couple weeks. He has been fantastic. He's scoring goals left and right. I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, we ripped on him. I remember going back all the way to the beginning of the season, our September, October, November podcast, we were calling for him leading the sack race. And here he is nearly, you know, 10 months later, and he looks like he's injected a shot into United. I, I think what was missing for him, and I'll be honest, I think they were lacking a true leader. And they got that in Bruno Fernandez. Bruno Fernandez came into a perfect spot with United where he was a leader at sporting. He was everything. And he just transitioned his role Players look up to him, players listen to him, and he's leading by example, putting in shift after shift at the highest level. And I think that's been the biggest turnaround for United. I mean, Paul Pogba even came out and said he doesn't want to be a leader. He's not comfortable being that leader, and people were looking to him, and he couldn't fill those shoes. I think United are in such a good spot right now. Um, so I think they will win the match, but by two goals, mm, I don't know if I can get on board with that one, Matt. Yeah, maybe combining United in a parlay wouldn't be the worst idea. I do think that they win this one, no problem. I think that they win this match. I actually do think the Asian handicap is worth a look here. I think that they beat Palace by a margin. 
But uh, for right now, I think I'll save that one for a lineup checker. That one could, yeah, maybe get put in a parlay or something here. So uh, let's go on to the other match. That's at 3.15 Eastern Standard Time. It's a derby, and it's Southampton-Brighton. It's, it's a South Coast derby here. And we are seeing some serious line movement come across, probably because of Southampton's uh, draw today against United and just their form in general. Uh, this line has definitely gone down. It opened up like nearly at a pick'em here, which was odd to me, and it's gotten steamed down. Now mm -hmm. Southampton are about plus 120 on the money line. Right. Um, we've got a posted total here of two and a half goals uh, shaded to the over. And right. I'll take it first on, Cody. I'm, I'm taking Southampton. I, they've been too good to me. Um, I've backed them. In the plus half a goal against Everton, I backed them basically today to score against United, and they grabbed two. I'm on them here at a plus 120. I think that they're just a little bit better than Brighton, and I think that this will be a tough one. I think that this this could be a butt squeezer, but I like what Ralph Hussenhoodle's cooking up right now, and I'm going to continue riding those boys. Fair play. Um Matt, in this one, I think both teams are both teams are in, gonna end up scoring in this match. You can get that at minus one eighteen. I'm actually gonna end up playing this. Um, I didn't think the price would be that that good. It's I think it's a great little value play in my opinion. Brighton have been scoring the ball. Um, you if you give me you know trust starting the starting lineup, Aaron Moy uh, and Mape, I think there's goals to be had. You can even have Gross in there, maybe sub substituting one of those guys. It's not like Brighton. They're good at the back. They're not great, and Southampton are rolling offensively. Danny Ings is everything right now. Nathan Redmond can also get forward and score. James Ward-Prowse, you already said all these guys' names. But they are so quality, and they, they're starting to really piece it together when they have possession of the football. They can counterattack. They can even break you down with that midfield play. Um, so both teams will score minus 118 in the Battle of the Beach on the South Coast. That's where I'm going. That's my third play of the day, Matt. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. All right, let's go to the last one here, Cody. Friday, Friday night, West Ham host Watford here. And West Ham are the favorites at plus 143. The draw is plus 200. Watford is at plus 235 here. We got a posted total of two and a half goals shaded to the under at minus 129 here. And, Cody, I, I think that both teams are going to score. I think that both teams will find the back of the net in this one because I am just picking on both of these defenses. Both yep. of these defenses are terrible. These guys, I mean, the thing is, is both of these teams could just use a point here. Um, I think that this is like a 1-1. One, one, and I do think that both teams yep. find the back of the net. I found that at minus 142 right now at DraftKings. Um, and I think it's, I think it's worthy of a look here. I, that, that's pretty much it for me. I don't have to, we break down these teams so much over all these yeah, last yeah. podcasts and whatnot. I don't feel like I need to go into too much depth. Watford's back line is atrocious. West Ham yeah, could cool. definitely find the back of the net. Mikel Antonio, he's been on fire surprisingly as it is. And I think that Ismaili Saar and Dini and whatnot, maybe they find a penalty or something here, but. Yeah, I, I, both of these teams need a point, and I think that they both shake hands after the match. They both grab a goal here, and I think it's 1-1. One, one. 
you took the words right out of my mouth. I'm playing this as well. Both teams to score minus 142. And it's really two teams that found their shooting boots. That, that's that's where I'm looking at. And they're not good defensively. Watford does not have the talent in the back. They, they just don't have it. They can try to be as organized as they want. They're just lacking so much back there. I think they're the second worst defensive team in this league. West Ham, Mikel Antonio, man, four goals. It's Mikel Antonio has been there for ages, and he just falls off the earth for literally 90% of the year, and then he just turns in some of these nights, and he's done it for two nights in a row now. He's found it. I mean, he's absolutely found it. He's getting in great positions. If, if you watch him off the ball, he's just getting right where he needs to be, and the ball is finding his feet and is getting the goals. Watford, on the other hand, you're right. They, I think they do have a lot of talent. You have Troy Deeney. There's Amelia Saar, Danny Welbeck with an overhead kick. I mean, we didn't even get to talk about that. That that guy, Welbs, ex-Arsenal, couldn't get a goal. He hadn't got a goal since he'd been at West Ham in the Premiership. And just, just bicycle kick into the back of the net. Give me more of that. I see it the same way you do. I'm not taking over two and a half goals. I'm sticking to both teams to score. Because I think you could see this cash in the first half and then nothing the rest. This is one of those matches where I can easily see that happening. Yeah, I, th- this is one of those matches that, you know, you both teams would take their point right now, mm-hmm. shake hands and get right on out of there, I think. It would be huge because um, obviously Bournemouth have Bournemouth have 31 points. Both of these clubs have 34 and Bournemouth have City on deck. So that would that would increase their lead by four points with two matches left. Yeah, I think um, – I I see a draw here. I see one one. I uh, just give it to me. Yeah, give it to me early here, and uh, I think we'll cash this ticket. All right, Matt. Well, I'm just gonna go ahead and recap the plays here. Burnley plus a half at plus a hundred. Sheffield United also at plus a half at minus one fifteen, which is a consensus play. Both teams to score at minus one eighteen in the South Coast Derby with Southampton versus Brighton and Hove Albion. And again, both teams to score. West Ham and Watford, another consensus play. Yep. And for me, it's going to be going back to the well here one more time. Wolves, first half draw, minus 103 against Burnley. I like Liverpool to beat Arsenal here at minus 110. I think that that's a fair price. And I could get involved in a both teams to score over 2.5 or both teams to score in Liverpool, depending on the lineups. But I have locked in Liverpool pool as of right now and then i've got sheffield draw double chance or plus a half goal whatever you want to call it and that is at minus 115 and then i've got southampton to beat brighton plus 120 is where that is at and then west ham watford both teams to score in this one minus 142 those are my plays cody let's cash some more tickets oh yeah man Yeah, let's cash the tickets. Again, thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you may happen to hear our voices. Matt, it's a pleasure as always, and we'll see you in just a few days. Cheers, mate. Cheers. All right.